0: Well, hello, everybody. This is Jen Springer. It is Monday night, and I'm a Young Living Platinum, and all of our businesses, it seems like, are just blasting off and growing like crazy. And I've been with the company since 2001, and it's it's just been this amazing journey. Time just flies by. When I say to people, it's been 15 years. I literally, like, just almost step back and go, holy smokes, I can't believe that it's been 15 years. It feels like yesterday and, like, time has flown by, and it, and it kind of has, but it never seems to get old, if you know what I'm saying. And helping people is really the key of what we do. And we find out where people, you know, need some assistance and support in their life. And the way I have been working with my business lately, it has been financially. And talking to people who are overworked, underpaid, Maybe they want to have a savings account that they can't seem to get money into or pay off debt. And those are the people that I talk to, but I am very, let's say, particular on who I speak with. And I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes because it's just not everybody and anybody under the sun that I enroll to be a business builder partner because, as you guys know, it's a very, very... Uh, close mentoring relationship, and it's definitely a long term relationship. So I'll talk about that in a minute. But to this day, I still get very excited with everybody that I enroll, every box that I still get from Young Living. I just think, wow, this is just the coolest thing ever. And what a gift we have that we can offer both a business and we can w- offer wellness to people through the same company. All right, so let's get started with the promotions here. I've got everything pulled up. So let's talk about 190 PV. With that, if you put in a 190 PV order, you get geranium oil, you get a five mil of that, which geranium oil is, let me say, one of my favorites for radiant skin. And also we don't realize that geraniums, I was just at the grocery store, and a form of geranium actually is used for mosquitoes and stuff like that. So I was... uh, thinking about that right now when I was looking at this I'm like I remember those rose geranium uh, plants that I used to put around in my garden that would help you know make the bugs not want to hang around there so much so geranium is beautiful and you don't smell like that nasty spray if you put it on to to make your skin look youthful and radiant and then also you know you might not have some critters flying around you as badly Now, the bonus essential oil for essential rewards, if you're on that, is a 5 mil of jade lemon. And then if you do 250 PV, you get a 5 mil of geranium plus the jade lemon bonus. And then you get 20 essential rewards points if you are on essential rewards as well. So you get the bonus points you can use towards whatever product. And you get the Jade Lemon if you're on Essential Rewards. And if you're not doing that, you're just crazy and leaving money on the table. I'm telling you, you know, the if you're getting paid with Young Living, in order to get your check, your full check, you have to have in a $100 or 100 PV order. And if you don't, you don't get your full check. Unless you've enrolled anybody that month and you are the enroller, you may not get any check. So In order to get paid, you have to put in that order, which is then a tax deduction. And you talk to your accountant on how you need to do that and document that. Also, too, if you're sampling and things like that, you might even have more than that. All right, so 300 PV, you get the 5 mil geranium. You get the uh, jade lemon if you're on essential rewards. You also get um, a 20 20 essential rewards points bonus, plus you get live 5. I love Live 5, keeps my gut happy and smiling. You know, you see all those commercials with, uh, what's her name? I'm seeing her face. She's an actress, um, does Activa. Oh, my goodness. Um, Jamie. Oh, my goodness. I, I know you guys are telling me her name right through the phone. But she's doing these commercials talking about, you know, digestive health, and I just laugh. I'm like, we've got Live 5, which is ten times better than what they have. But it's really, really uh, a wonderful supplement to help the support the intestinal health and normal immune function. So it all starts in the gut, as we like to say. And If your gut's happy, we're all happy. So those are the specials for this month. And if you have not tried the Jane Lemon... Definitely go for that because I love it in the diffuser. I mean, regular lemon is beautiful, but that jade lemon is like super steroid crispy lemon. It is so so good, and it tastes good too. Nothing like breathing in your air purifier. And if you think about it, your your essential oils for air purifying because the uh, the things that people are putting in their outlets and in their plugins those things they have the EPA has determined our indoor air pollution and those things are toxic. I mean they've proven that. The EPA says those things are just, you know, not so good to have in your home. And we have these beautiful oils that we can have in our home and our, our living environment can just smell outstanding. Plus we're not getting all that Stuff, if you know what I mean, that, that nasty stuff that are you know causing pe- people like breathing problems and things like that. So got to get some of the jade lemon in the diffuser. It is just magical and wonderful. So tonight is our weekly Monday call. Well, I don't know how long we're going to go today because I'm doing a special training. It's myself and Monty may jump on. I'm not sure. It depends on what uh, he's finishing up. And he may be able to get on and add some insight with what we're doing with this. But it will last 45 minutes, half hour, an hour. I don't know. Let's see where we go with this. Keep it not beyond the top of the hour. If you want to hear previous recordings, Go to OurSimpleTraining.com and there's a button there that says Monday Night Calls. Go there and you will be able to listen to the previous recordings that we've done for the last couple years, it's just been amazing. So this recording is going to be about promoting your business locally, or this call, which for some people who are listening will be recording. But we're going to talk about promoting your business locally. So many people think that to get a big, sizable organization that you need to just run around the country. And I met somebody last weekend who came over and talked to me and was asking me me about my business and said, well, how big is your business? And I said, you know, how many individuals are in my organization? And this person said, well you know, do you fly all over the country or what do you do to support your people and this and that. And I said to her, you know, I used to do that. I used to be in a different state every day or every other day. And But I said, I don't do that anymore. You know, I leverage technology and, you know, guide people to trainings that are going to make sense because, honestly, a lot of not everybody lives in a big city that's easily accessible to an air, uh, airport and not everybody can leave their family all the time. You know, and, and if somebody decides to grow their business and they are part time and then they go full time and one spouse is still working a full time job and there's children involved, it's really, I think in my opinion, from what I've seen over the last fifteen years, it's just not good duplicatable business to have people like expecting them to be gone all the time. And this person looked at me and she said, Wow, well you don't you don't support your people and I looked at her and I said, Who said that you can't support people through Skype? through email, through uh, conference calls, (laughs) through trainings that like email systems, whether you're doing webinars, you know, you can do all sorts of things. And of course, live classes, and then promoting big events and meeting your teams at the big events. Because, like I said, not everybody can travel. Not everybody's health allows them to travel. Not everybody's uh, financial situation allows them to travel. And one of my mentors way at the beginning of uh, my business said to me, you should be able to grow a million-dollar business within 50-mile radius of your own home. And I believe that. Because the other thing that happens when you start to grow your business is that you may say be in, I don't know, let's say Davenport, Iowa or something like that. So shout out to you if you're from Davenport, Iowa. And you start to grow your business and you get, you know, going and your rank starts to, to, to jump up. But then all of a sudden you've got one of your leaders who's got a family in, say, Tucson, Arizona. And that person enrolls and starts to grow a team. Now you've got a team that's like a spider plant. <laughs> you've got a team that's offshooting in Tucson, Arizona, And then that family may know somebody that's in England, right, you know, in London. And then you've got now another offshoot into into England. So your business, you may be working it locally, but you are going to have inevitably people that are all over the place just because of people that know other people that are all over. And you can support them through using technology and really do a great job, I think, better than doing live classes flying all over the place. I've done so many classes where – I'll, it'll take what, three or four days of time, the flights, the hotels, all that other stuff. And you get there, half the people didn't show up, even if they paid. And, you know, you're just not that it's not worth it. But it's just like, wow, you know, how can I do this when I can travel and really make an impact maybe a few times a year. And then, and the other times leverage technology. And one of my other favorite things to do is to find leaders that I know, like, and trust that are in other cities that I may have a team in and know that it's safe to send people to their meetings. Like on the East Coast, Jeffrey Lewis's meetings. Hands down, I would be like, go to those meetings. Or Shannon Hudson's meetings in Michigan, you know, where you know these leaders have incredible integrity and you can definitely be able to send people and not even worry about it. So leverage other leaders that you know, like, and trust and be able to, uh, you know, have a working relationship with them. Even say, hey, you know, I've got a team starting up in your city. You know, send them a message or, you know, call them or whatever. I've got a team starting up in your city. This is his or her name. Uh, if you've got anybody in my city, I do my events on these days and, you know, create some cross communication and support and trust. It's a very powerful way to. Uh, leverage your business and not recreate the wheel all the time because as we know, you guys probably know this and just as much as I know this, sometimes it's hard to be a prophet in your own town and it's easier to get people to listen to you when you have somebody else say what you want to (laughs) say. How many times have you said something to somebody and, and that person says, wow, I can't believe this idea. You know, you could do this, this, and that, and, then, and this is what happens. And you could look at them and say, I've told you that 45,000 times already. And they'll look at you and say, oh, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I usually don't say that. I just giggle inside. I don't really want to call people out on the carpet to make them feel wrong. But I'll just laugh. I'm like, okay, I know I've told them that like a million times, but they heard it from somebody else. So one of my strategies is to do some of the smaller meetings myself and do a lot of one-on-ones, which I'll talk about in a little bit, and then drive people to some of their bigger trainings and have them be the expert and leverage them. Just like if I'm going to go speak for somebody as their expert, then they can bring their people, if that makes any sense. And one thing I want to go back and talk about is, you know, the type of people that I want to partner with in business. You know, when you first start your business, everybody and their brother is a great prospect to you. You know, And I encourage you to how you want to say this, practice on everybody, you know, practice talking to people, practice your languaging, practice enrolling, practice bringing people through a training process. But I'm going to tell you that not everybody is the best business partner. And that's not to say people are not necessarily um, trainable, because there are a lot of eager and hungry coachable people that may not have any skills at that moment. But those are the people you're looking for, the people that are hungry for change, the people that are coachable, the people that are bright, the people that can think on their own feet. Those are the people that you are looking for for your team. I also like to look for people who have had some type of success in whatever they've done in the past. And I don't know if, you know, it doesn't mean they need to be a millionaire, but a lot of people that, you know, when we start their business, they say, you know, I know so and so and so and so. They really need to do this. Well, that's a question of do they really need this? Do they really need to do this because they're in dire straits or do they need to do this coming from a space of prosperity? You know, do they really need to do this because they're looking for something like this and their job is in a you know, they're in a position where they're working too many hours and they got too many demands and they're eager, hungry and coachable and would make a great business partner. And one of the things that I always like to say is pretend you're opening your million-dollar store, whatever it is, or company. Who would you hire as your executives? Who would you want to lock arms with and partner with for the long run? Those are the people you're looking for. So if you're new in your business, write down a list of names. You know, they say make a list of 100, but go as far as you can. Some of you can do 400, some of you can do 20. But make your list of names and go through and look at that list and do any of those people, do they like stick out to you as far as having good uh, business, uh, how do I say Juju. (laughs) That's my technical term for today. Do they have good business juju? Do they have that sparkle in their eye that you think, Wow, if I had my own, you know, million-dollar company, I'd hire them. Do you work well with that person? Does that person have eager, hungry, coachable written on their forehead? Those are the people that you asterisk on your list, and those are the people that you would approach with. You've heard this. Before from me, you're going to hear it again, because this business is about connecting with people. So you'd reach out and connect to them, email, text, you know, meeting, you know, you're going to see them. You talk to them. That's the first step. The second step is you share a simple message. So you find out what's going on with them and you say to them, hey, I'm getting started in my new business. I'm expanding in this area, I'm you know, going to be creating some teams here, and I'm really looking for leadership that I can lock arms with and partner with over the next course of years so that we can really establish our presence here and really expand. And I, you just happen to say that you're looking for something different, you're tired of working 14-hour days, and you just can't seem to get ahead, and your family is going crazy, and the kids are starting to behave badly. Are you open to some, looking at some other things right now? And that's how you send you know, your message. And you then either bring them to a presentation or you do a presentation with a piece of literature or you show them an online presentation. That's what the simple message is. And then you follow up and you get them started. And that's really the process. But with that, you have to look at those people. Are is you know not everybody is going to be that ideal candidate, and then there's going to be people who are going to surprise you. <laughs> so you can't be too judgmental. You know, when I'm working with my personal team, I will sit there and tell them, you know, you can't be overly critical either. You've got to love everybody. You love them all, but they're you know they, the statistic is two out of a hundred are going to really fly. You know, and you've got. 20% of the people are going to do 80% of the of the work or the, the results, which is the Pareto principle. So, you know, you can't disqualify anybody because that's not right either. But you really focus on people who are really deserving your time. You know, you bring in people, you talk to them. If that person is looking to do a business, I put them on my first level, especially when I first start. And then I coach and I really show them the ropes. And then I Have them do the exact same thing with their new team members and have them do that with their new team members, and that's how the duplication starts. And that's really the best way that I have found to do it. Well, there's times you'll meet some really great business people, and you'll put them on your first level, and you'll sponsor them directly, and then they go and do nothing. (laughs) And that's fine because what happens, sometimes five years down the road, they'll call you want to get started again. It just is happens. This You know, when you've been around a long time, you see that happen. But then you'll also find that there are people who are your friends, 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 cousins, sisters, dogs, dog walker, right? <laughs> and that person pops up, and you don't even know who this is, and they're just going to want to run with the business and need support as well. So you can never judge, right? You can never judge. And one of the best ways for people to – really think about doing a business is starting with the product and getting on the product and using the product. And then that makes it, you know, viable for them is is how is it working with their body? How do they feel? You know, is it something they can get behind? And then they can, all, you know, get started and then start their business with that. So not everybody starts out in the gate right with a business when, you know, if you're leading with the business or you're leading with the products. So it, it's very interesting to see that happen. But just remember not everybody is going to be the best business partner. So don't get frustrated when somebody says to you, yes, I want to be one of your business partners, and they don't do anything. That's okay. That is totally fine. It happens. It's really about numbers, and it's really about plugging people in and getting them started, but they, you can't make them do something. You know, you've got to assist them, support them, and then watch them. Are they struggling and but doing it, or are they sitting back doing nothing and saying that they mean to do something next week after they get paid or whatever it is? So watch people. Be a good judge of, of character and just watch them. You know, sometimes people, like I said, will come back in five years and they'll be ready to party and get going and they'll fly, and sometimes people out of the gate start to fly. There's no There's no right or wrong with this, but be discerning. Because there's a saying that goes, give your time to people that deserve it, not the people that need it. Because there are a lot of people out there who just suck your time up all day long and you only have so many minutes in the day, especially if you have a family. But then there are people that deserve it. They're the ones that are working. They're the ones that are giving you results. They're the ones that are helping you, whatever it is that is going on. Those are the people that you need to spend your time with. And then give them assignments so that they can become independent. Don't get them dependent on you. Like what I mean by that is don't do presentations for everybody all the time and, you know, running around your city and doing 20 in a week. <laughs> There's a time and a place to definitely do presentations. Don't get me wrong. But when somebody's calling you to do the 13th presentation for them, you got to give them a look and say, hey, you know, well, let's get this going together. And that's the way I do it. I do it where I do it for them, they do it with me, and then they do it on their own. It's a three-meeting plan, and it's just that simple. And usually they are doing it on their own the second time anyways because they look at what I'm doing and they're like, that is so simple. Because I just use company tools. I don't really even go beyond that. Tell you know, Company tools and uh, share and share and share. And that's just basically how we do it, and it's so simple. People are doing it on their own. So let's talk about growing this in your local community Well, first you have to start, that's the biggest thing. Getting all your things in order, rehearsing what you're gonna say and do, making outlines and mind maps and reading every book under the sun and you don't think you know enough is not the way to get your business growing. It's just not. (laughs) That is a way to get stalled. So the most important thing is you have to start. And the other thing is you have to not quit. Because face it, it's really easy to say, I'm going to start my business today, and I've got, you know, some, some meetings done up, and I've got people scheduled on my appointment book for one-on-ones or whatever, and then in three months when I haven't sponsored anybody, I want to quit, and that happens too, but the thing is, is that That happens to all of us to some degree, for sure. We have times like that. But you never know when you're going to have your breakthrough. You never know when you're going to have that glass ceiling lifted and it's right around the corner. Everybody, I mean, I wanted to quit. Absolutely. I'm sure everybody that's listening to this has definitely been in the same boat. But especially when the going gets tough, to hold true and to stay moving forward is really the most critical thing and remembering why you are doing this. Are you just growing this you know, business for fun, or are you growing it for a means to an end? You are wanting to spend more time with family. You're wanting to travel, paying off debt. You just want to be free of the corporate confines. Whatever that reason is, you have to remember that when you want to quit. And there will be months that you'll go, and your business will fly. And then there will be a month when you will have half the volume, and, <laughs> and you're just like, what happened? Or you'll get a phone call of somebody wanting to leave your team, or you'll have hate mail come back to you. People that you thought were you know you knew, and they're now hating your guts. You know these things happen. Trust me, they happen. But a leader will persevere and say, okay, well that's not my issue. Obviously, that's their own issue, and I'm going to move forward because the people that get to the top of any company. They know how to handle that stuff. They don't let that stuff stop them. They don't let 100 people saying no stop them. Because really, if you think about most companies and their plans, because I've looked at plans for many, many years, you need less than 10 leadership legs with most companies in order to build a massive organization and and some companies have just two lakes you know depending on i don't know depending on the different plans that are out there but even if your your company has say five or six like in the situation that we're dealing with is six you have overbuild you go to seven go to eight nine and 10 so that in case if there's ever a you know a month where it's slow in in most plans most companies that does happen i mean it just you might not have a leg that qualifies, then you might find that uh, you' your behind will be covered because you've overbuilt. My personal organization is overbuilt. I have many legs that are over the qualification of what I need, but it's security, and it is definitely you know in in a situation where you will have um, a month where somebody forgets to put an order in. Oh, good grief, that happens. <laughs> Even really big volume, it can happen, and you don't want that organization to, obviously, you better let them know, but you know, sometimes there are circumstances you just can't, you know, you call them and say, what is going on here? You're not going to get your check. But I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. And uh, you yourself would slip back in rank, so make sure you overbuild. But not quitting, no matter what happens, is really the key, especially when the going gets tough. Just remember, are you a leader or are you a follower? And if you're a leader, the leaders will say, I'm just going to keep going because one month or one day, one hour of something trivial is not going to stop me from getting what I want. So when it comes to promoting your business locally, how do you do it? Well, the big secret here is to get out of the house. That's where you begin. You got to get out of the house or you might be one of those super slick internet people, but for most people, that's not the best way. If we're talking about building locally, we're going to talk about getting out of the house. Unless you're super savvy online locally, that, that's kind of weird and creepy. And usually the police have names for those people. <laughs> Just kidding. So get out of your house. Join local groups that you have interest in. Check the event calendars. Look at library. the library. What kind of classes do they have? special interest groups. Do they have any happenings? You know, get out there and show up to everything to meet people, especially at first, because you'll find your events and your groups that you'll want to revisit. And some will be a total dive. Like you'll go and you'll just be like, oh my gosh, I can't. You're looking at your clock and saying every minute, you know, going by in a million, you know, taking a million years to go by. So you scratch that off your list and you don't go again. But then they'll have some you know, some events that you'll have instant connection and you know that will be one you want to go back to. So keep track of that. Just show up at everything at first and then decide what you're going to frequent more than once. But when you meet people or even speak to the host or hostess, ask a lot of questions and get to know people. And I mean beyond, hi, my name is Jen and I, you know, this is what I do for a living. (laughs) Focus on them and not what you're trying to promote. Because who likes that? That's like who likes to go to the car dealership, right? When you know that 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 car salesperson is going to come up to you and start, you know, doing their vomiting thing on you on all the awesome features and awesomeness of all these cars that they have. And if you're looking for a car, that might be fine. But in general, it's like a lot of times people say network marketing. I don't want to be one of those sleazy salespeople. Well, that's not what we do. You know, we're not sleazy salespeople. And if you think you're going to be one, you need to look at how you're growing your business. But the key is to not focus on what you're doing and promote what you're doing. And it's kind of, uh, how do you say, anti-intuitive because you would think, oh, hi, my name is Jen. This is my company. These are my products. This is what I do. It's more like, hi, my name is Jen. What do you do? Where are you from? Oh, wow. How long have you lived here? Really, what do you like about it? Is there what's your favorite restaurant? I you know I'm just new to the area or you know what do you you know and that's how I do it. Get to know them because they'll leave going, wow, Jen's pretty cool. I like to talk to her again. And you make that connection. And then you know if you have the opportunity and you like that person, I'll put it that way. And you like that person, you want to see them again. You felt some connection of course, make friends first, but then set up times to meet again. And that could be something that you've got going on, or maybe it's the next event of wherever you met them. Call and invite them for coffee or lunch or brunch or whatever. Maybe you've got an event that you felt was appropriate to invite them to. Maybe he or she's having an event that you're going to show up and support them at. But you don't know that. There's no set thing to say or do here because – you won't know that unless you talk to them and get to know them first, okay. That's why it's so important to not just be like, "Hi, my name is Jen, and I'm little little do you want some?" <laughs> it's not what you do. You get to know them, and they will always ask you. So what do you do?" And then I'll make one line sentence and then I'll say, "Have you ever heard of that?" No, wow, okay. And then I just go right into what I'm you know wanting to know about them. So that's how you do it. You, you just go to everything first. Focus on meeting people, getting to know people, and then the people that you see sparkle in their eye, you feel a jive with. Like I said, you're always looking for people that you're going to hire for your million-dollar company in the back of your mind because you're looking for leaders. Those are the people that you're going to want to meet again somehow, either privately or publicly. So always come up with a way. Always ask for their contact information as well. So the second thing that I was going to talk about here is do flyers, magnets, and posted schedules work? Well, in general, they don't. And even if people take your information and they mean well, they don't call you. It just stinks. Most likely they're not going to call you. It's just a fact, and it sucks. I have stacks and stacks and and stacks and stacks and stacks, and stacks beyond stacks so of flyers, business cards, and catalogs of people that I even meant to follow up with in contact. It just happens. Stuff I was going to order. Stuff that I was going to, you know, meet, go and call somebody and meet them for private whatever. You know, it's just I don't know. We mean well and we don't always follow through with that. But they do work. I'm going to I'm going to add this though. They do work if you make it personal. And what I mean by that is. When you connect with somebody, wherever you meet them, and you find the commonality between you two through conversation about them, then inviting him or her to whatever you've got going on, whether it's an event or uh, whatever it is, you know, your message is going to be to that person. Then you do that when you feel that spark in that connection. But if you passively hand out flyers saying, I got a class next week or I got a workshop or come to my home business opportunity meeting, people are going to look at you and go, okay, I can use this to like, you know, st- stuff in a box to use for packing and, you know, ship it off as garbage <laughs> or whatever. If there's no connection, they're not. it's not going to matter. They're just most likely going to put it in the recycle bin. But if you do your own branding and you're making your own flyers. My encouragement is not to put the company's name all over it, because most people don't even know about the company. They make it topic focused. That's the best way to go. What I mean by that is, so if you've got your flyer and you put, you know, the company's name all over the top of it, and then you have, uh, you know, workshop next Tuesday. We're going to talk about all these products. Most people don't even know, and it sounds like to them it's going to be a sales pitch meeting. But if you have a topic-focused event flyer or posted schedule, digestion wellness night, home-based business review meet and greet, happy healthy baby brunch, babies brunch, and you're not having babies for brunch, okay? You're just having a brunch and people are bringing their babies and you're talking about health, you know, and stuff like that. So you catch my drift, my drift on that. That's what I mean by that. So fo- follow a theme or if you've got your own niche, Go with that. So if you're in person in animals, or like I said, if you're in the mom's club stuff, or you're in the garden club, or whatever your thing is, that can be also your topics. And that also will lead you right into what types of events you're going to look for on a calendar to go meet people. So finding people to talk to, I've already hit that pretty hard, but you should have no shortage of people to talk to if you're going out and about your day away from home. And even if you live out in a remote area, what I have found in those not so populated areas of the country, that if you build trust with people in those communities, because those communities are very tightly knit, you know, and if you build trust with those people, and you have a, you know, sh- some type of shindig, you know, a class uh, meet and greet or whatever it is, they're going to bring everybody in the whole county. And you'll have plenty of people there. And when you have those types of events, if you're out, you know, in a more rural area, don't be shy in asking, well, do you know anybody who, and then talk about one of the biggest, you know, local towns or, you know, say you want to, you go once a year to see your cousin in Georgia and say, well, do you know anybody who lives near Atlanta? I go down there every summer and, you know, and, and, and be, don't be shy when it comes to asking for, for leads and referrals especially in a small area, because you can do a lot of business, like I said, with Skype and, uh, uh, was it FaceTime? I'm trying to think of these technologies. Of course, conference calls and the phone and things like that, but you can then plan on areas that you like to frequent. If you've got family and you visit them, then those trips can also become business trips in a tax kind of way, if you know what I'm saying. So if you have those routines or you've got a lake house in a specific area that, you know, even is a couple hours away, does anybody in here know anybody who lives in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin? You know, and then for, to a, a handle raised up. Great, let's talk later. You know, and, and you that's how you really have to work your audience so that you can make the most of any types of events you're going to do, especially in a more rural environment. It's also, of course, important doing it in a well-populated area, but I've had many people who are challenged who are living in areas that are kind of in Timbuktu. It's like, well, how do I do this? I'm like, you got to work it. That's what you got to do and ask for lots of referrals. So that's how you find people to talk to. But you also, when you're out in your day, meet people at the post office, grocery store, when you're standing in line for gas. But remember, you're not going to be like, hi, my name is, you know, Jen, and these are my products, and you you want to buy some, and it's not what's going to happen. <laughs> you want to say, you know, of course, your name, and you talk to them, or you know notice something that's in their shopping cart, or you saw them get out of a, you know, some type of car that you know about, you know, to say, oh, is that your car over there? Yeah, I've always wanted to know. How do you like that car? You know, Start up a conversation and see if you've got a click, and if you do, then you can say, you know, I can't help but notice, you know, you said that you were, you know, off for the summer teaching, you know, this is the, well, this is the time of year that, you know, a lot of teachers are looking for something else to do. Do you keep your options open? You know, I mean, like I said, you can, you can do so many things with this, you know, if you're going to lead with the product or the business, but you've got to get out there and you've got to talk to people, but get to know them first and then you talk to them about your message which may be, hey, I can't help but notice you've got amazing people skills and we're looking for amazing people skills to expand our business in this area and for some leadership, blah, blah, blah and you go from there. So if you run out of events to do or invite people to, <laughs> you can also host networking socials at your place. Another uh, little I guess you say uh, angle to take is have a social meet and greet at your place, whether it's your own personal home, which I'll talk to you in a minute, or it could be a place where you rent a room, but do a, a business owner's networking group and just have people, you know, come in, maybe, you know, five bucks just to help with any food or, you know, any beverages that are being done or a lot of restaurants. We'll, we'll offer the meeting room for free if you if people have dinner or drinks or whatever. So you, you can do this on a shoestring budget as well, or you can have people to your home, which I'm gonna talk about in a second. But have a you know an environment where you can do a meet and greet, and then you at the beginning of the meeting you will talk about what you do. <laughs> this is Jen Springer, and I am you know expanding my business in this area. Blah blah blah. You know you could give your spiel, and then then when you're done, you start work in the room and finding other, is there anybody in there that is going to fit with, with what you're looking for? So there, you've got to be creative. That's what I'm talking about. Cause we often make excuses that there aren't anybody to talk to. I've already talked to everybody really Well, there's like how many billions of people on the planet. If you talk to all of them, no, maybe you've talked to everybody that you know in a warm, comfortable environment. Yeah. But I can guarantee you go to the grocery store, you go to get some gas, or you go to pick up your kids. You don't know everybody there, but you got to get out of your comfort zone, which most people don't like to be out of their comfort zone. But the people that get out of their comfort zone are the people that will grow, expand, and become leaders. You know, people, when they first start in the company, and I know that this was me too, I'm like, what is the difference between, I didn't really understand, I how do you want to say this, I didn't realize that there was all this like you know stuff that you could get stuck on and not grow your business. I just thought, oh, you just go right to the top. But I thought, how did those people get to the top? You know what what's different about them? And I t- already talked about it. One is they never quit. Two is they kept doing their thing that worked for them over and over and over. they they got a, they found a way to uh, promote themselves that worked and they just kept doing it. And they kept doing it and doing it and doing it until they became leadership at the top of the company. And that's typically what it is. And they don't let little – they don't sweat the small stuff. Drama happens, but they don't let that stop them, or they don't let uh, a car breaking down end their career and their business. And they don't quit the first time that, you know, four people don't – renew their auto ship and they lose their checks. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, that's not what happens. Those people kept going and going and that's how they became the top leadership. It's huge. It's huge. So having, going back to this topic here is have a little networking social at your place, but definitely make it fun. And guess what? If nobody shows up, it's not the end of the world. It's just another place for you to grow as a leader. So let's talk about when you do those events, do you have them in your own home or do you rent a room? And that's a good question because I've pondered that and I've gone back and forth with this and I've done all of it myself. If you have a place that wouldn't you know if you own your own place or you rent a nice place that you don't mind having people coming to then have them at your place, you can enjoy the tax benefits of having people over in your home because it's a workspace, if you know what I'm saying there's that advantage. Also, too, if you've had to buy equipment to show presentations on your television or Apple TV or whatever it is, those are now business, you know, um, assets, okay? So there's that advantage to having people to your home. Some people love to entertain. And if you do this, please don't have massive spreads of liver pate and high-end wines and all these fancy things because, the people that come to your event are going to look at what you do and judge whether they can do that or not. So keep it simple. You might offer some refreshments. You might offer some fruit, maybe some nuts, you know, little, little things. But don't bring in a catering service or don't cook for a week beforehand, okay, because people will look at that and say, I'm not doing that. There's no way I'm going to do that. That's crazy. But make that decision whether you want to have them in your place. You can have some major tax benefits to doing that. But also renting a room has its benefits as well. It separates personal from business, gives you more privacy, but the rooms, they can get expensive. Often a small room for doing a business meeting can be like a hundred bucks at a hotel or something like that, or even local rooms in different uh, uh, communities, they have community rooms that are maybe 25 or $50, sometimes even a donation, you have to ask around. But you can host these things pretty much everywhere and anywhere. But one thing you could do, a specific type of strategy, is you could have weekly opportunity small meetings in your home and then do a special training like once or twice a month or Super Saturday or bring in big speakers and do those in a hotel environment or a other office space or whatever it is, you know, VFW hall, or, you know, it doesn't matter. A lot of places will have restrictions depending on where you're at. Like libraries often won't let company quote unquote, you know, do promotions there. But many times like chamber of commerce, they've got rooms that are available as part of their membership, you know, just ask around. And like I said, often restaurants will offer their rooms if people are ordering food. So, be creative, definitely. And ask. And again, when you're doing your first presentations, maybe in your home, ask people, does anybody know in this room where there are any classrooms or any rooms we could do presentations in? I'm looking for a place like that. Also, I have used that to get into places to prospect as well. I'll go to different buildings and businesses or chiropractors, and I know they have a room in there, and I'll call them and say, or I'll go in and I'll say, You know, I'm looking for a space to hold presentations and classes. Do you have any rooms to rent? And that's another way to get to know people, especially if you want to get to know that person specifically. Like, I see that office over there. I want to get to know those people. Call them up or just stop in and say, hey, you know, I'm new to the area or I'm newly expanding my business in this area. I'm heading up my, my team and we're looking for a place to do classes. Do you have any ideas or do you have a room for rent? Because a lot of places will like to do that because then they get some extra income to help them pay their rent. So they're like, sure, (laughs) 50 bucks or whatever it is. Well, what do you do? And then you can start that conversation, right? So there's so many ways you can go about it. There's so many ways to promote. So deciding whether you're going to do it in-home or renting a room is a very personal decision. You have to make that choice. Sometimes you can do in-home and then switch it over to some type of -of out-of-the-home environment it's really up to you. There have been times where I've not wanted to have one person in my living space, create some boundaries. And then there are times that I just love opening it up and doing some entertaining and having fun with that. It just depends. Some you may live in a small place where you can't have people. It is just, you know, it's personal preference. It, it's totally up to you. Or if you've got, you know, an environment where you wouldn't be able, wouldn't be conducive, you know, like you have a 100 cats. <laughs> or they'll never forget this one, this one meeting I went to. It was a, a party, and uh, I just remember with my friend, him and I are standing there, and I'm looking around, and I'm looking at the walls, and I'm looking, and I'm noticing there's glistening things off the walls, and I'm like, what is that? And I take a good look and everywhere in the ceiling and on the walls are boogers. And I'm thinking, this mind you, this is a personal, a professional that had this get-together for promoting for business purpose. And I looked at my friend and I said, I can't believe this. I said, what is going on here? This is so disgusting. Well, I come to find out that they actually had uh, the big uh, um, bull mastiff dogs. And they had multiple of those. And those dogs, when they shake their head, their jowls flap and you know everything that was in their mouth and noses all over the walls and all over the ceiling so that I I wouldn't encourage business opportunity meetings in those environments but maybe you know maybe you wanted something to talk about and that you know I'm still telling that story you just never know but I, I wouldn't that's not the most conducive environment people might talk about you and if they see that type of thing But it's really a personal decision, whether you rent a room or you do it in your home. But just have fun. Keep it simple. That's the most important thing is keeping it simple, okay, and, of course, having fun. And then the last piece, to keep it simple so that new people can get started right away, it's really about maintaining simplicity. And I've already said it six times. What I mean by that is don't be all smarty-pants, and memorize everything that you you know think memorize everything in uh, the the catalog that you have and all the presentations or powerpoints or anything like that have re- reference materials but use those tools to refer to don't mem I did that oh my gosh there were certain books that I studied when I first started and I used to recite the first couple chapters in three hours I memorized everything and people used to tell me how smart I was. And then they would say, what do I do now? Because they had no idea because I just overwhelmed and melted their brains. But don't do that. There's a, a phrase in this business that is the more that you know, the less you grow. And I will I will attest to that to some degree because when I first started, I didn't know a lot. My business flew like crazy. Just flew. Just exploded. And then I got smart and I memorized all this stuff. And I, you know, really, I went back to school to get my master's degree and, you know, all this smart pants thing. It was just so smart of me. And people would tell me, Jen, I'm not as smart as you. I can never do what you do. Or I'm never, I'm not, I'm not as smart as you. I can't do what you do. Well, I thought in my head, I'm not that smart. I just went to school. You know, it's just like I just learned materials anybody can learn. But that's, remember, people always do and they think they need to do what you're doing. So keep it simple. Like I said, going back to presentations, keep it. use tools that are company-approved tools that are easy to order and easy to find. When you're doing presentations, keep the, the presentation itself simple, the setup, the food, the water, everything. Keep it simple. Now, when you're doing the presenting, use a tool. I use catalogs. Videos, online videos, if you don't have a, you know, CD or DVD or, yeah, DVD player, there are definitely things that are out there that you could use, especially for the business opportunity. Take that material and just hit play. Let somebody else do the presentation for you and let it go for 20 minutes, half hour, whatever. You know, prepare people to. One thing that I always like to know is how long is this thing going to be, right? Do your presentation within an hour, like from from start to finish. But tell them, okay, I'm going to put in this little 20-minute video. So they're not thinking, oh, how long is this video going to be? (laughs) They'll start looking at their watch. Oh, good grief. So find simple tools and let that do the work for you. Because doing it the hard way, you might be stroking your ego, but in the long run, it's not going to really be helpful for people to duplicate and to get started in business. Because you want that new person to look at you in the audience, and at some subconscious level, even if it's not, and they're right at the forefront of their mind, they're looking at you saying, can I do that? Can I do what she's doing? Or can I do what he's doing? And... They're making that decision, even if they're not even planning on starting with the business. They're going to look at you and say, hmm, this is too hard. I can't do this. And then they'll quit before they even start. So be very, very mindful in what you do and what you say, because that's just how people always determine that. So I hope this was helpful for you to know some of these topics on promoting your business locally you know, talking about where, where to begin, get out of the house, go join everything everywhere, be everywhere, get to know people, set up appointments to meet them again if you really like them. That's the key to that. And then with flyers, magnets, posting schedules, in general those don't work unless you're making that heartfelt connection first and then inviting them and sharing those types of things. And if you do branding, make sure that – Your topic is all over it, and you are all over it, not your company, because nobody really gives a hoot about your company anyways. Just going to say it. And when the company is all over everything, the other thing is most people look at that as just 100% sales pitch, and you don't want to be that person anyways. Finding people to talk to, just everybody. Just talk to everybody. Even if you don't even talk about what you do, just talk to everybody. And then if you're going to decide whether you're going to have an event in your your own home or your own workspace or renting a room, it's completely a personal decision. Just keep it simple. You might have some great tax benefits if you're doing it in your own home or your own office that you may have if you have your own business. Use that as another way to facilitate the space that you already are paying for, but just keep it simple. That's the most important thing. And then decide as you grow if you're going to keep it in your home or go outside of that. And the last thing was keep it simple, so, so simple, that new people can start doing what you do right away. Don't get all smarty pants and memorize everything. Use the tools to do the work for you. Company-approved materials are the best way to share. And then find videos or online presentations. Just use materials that are easy that you can hit just play or just flip the pages of a catalog to let that do the work for you so that they can say, yeah, I can do this right, you know, I can easily do this just like he or she does. So there's your tips for today, and thank you so much for listening. And we're going to go ahead and open up the line so that we can say goodnight, everybody. Hang on. Good night again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.